Hello and good evening. Welcome to the Time to Wind Down podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Hall. With me tonight, I've got someone that shares his last name. Uh, as far as I know, not related. Um, he is a uh, he is a 911 dispatcher, does fire and police. He has his own podcast called Music City 911, where they discuss um, where they discuss various different topics and including sharing stories from calls that him and his guest or and co sometimes co-host share and talk about it and kind of bring some insight as to what goes on uh, at a call center. So without further ado, please welcome my guest, Brandon Hall. Brandon, thank you for joining me. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me on. How are y'all doing tonight? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for taking time to wind down with us tonight. Well, us, me and the listeners, I guess. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh so yeah so brandon you're a 911 i guess we could say we use the fancy term telecommunicator which is just a i guess the the professional word for you know a 911 dispatcher yeah when i came on uh, i was actually just a police dispatcher that's what it was i was hired on by the police department and started march 1st 2000 and we went through a consolidation process a few years after I was there and we started doing the, uh, the fire and the medical as well. And just kind of kept that up since then. I've been there a little bit over 20 years now. Wow. That's pretty crazy. And, uh, so one thing we've talked about kind of off air, um, is that you and I, so for people that don't, that listen, but don't really know my background much, um, you know, I've, 15 years on law enforcement, um, two, I guess, year and a half, almost two years as a, of which was a dispatcher and the rest as police officer. Um, and, uh, we've, Brandon and I both have worked with some of the same people. And so we're kind of friends with a couple of people that used to work with him, but now work with me. So that's kind of cool. And, uh, you know, I think we've got one or two kind of mutual friends, I think just from people I've talked to that, have worked at Metro and, uh, and everything. But, uh, but no, I, I, I listened to your podcast today. Um, your most recent one where you and your, you and your guest were kind of sharing stories and there were some pretty kind of heavy stories, but they were also very, uh, informative for people that are not used to, I guess, understanding what, what a, dispatcher actually goes through from the point where they take the call to the time that they call is over and they are done um, and moved on to another call or still taking, you know, having to handle multiple units at the same time. And I found it very informative. Um, and I think it's definitely worth people taking the time to listen to because I think it, it would definitely educate um, a person who's not normally I guess that kind of has an idea of maybe what police do, but don't understand what, what an actual dispatcher does. Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's something that just, uh, a friend of mine, um, 
you know, acquaintance, I guess she has a, a pretty big podcast. And she said, she told me one time, she's like, well, I'd like to have you on my show and, you know, just kind of have an interview, whatever like that. And at first I was like, well, I mean, why would you want to do that? I mean, I'm just a dispatcher. There's, you know, there's nothing really big. I, I bet people won't even want to hear anything like that. And, you know, when I ended up, uh, started looking into it a little bit more, I was like, well, there might be something to it. And then I found out that there at the time, uh, last year, uh, when I started up late December, there was only, you know, one or two other podcasts that had anything to do with 911. And, uh, you know, those that were in there, they didn't do what we do. I mean, we play actual real 911 calls on the air and, you know, we, uh, police dispatch, fire dispatch, you know, all the radio stuff. We try to play a little bit of everything. And, uh, actually the last episode, the one you were talking about, it was just us sharing stories. That's the first one we've done of something like that. And truth be told it, we thought the way it was going to be a kind of a, like a mini episode that we were going to breeze through the stories and it ended up being, I think almost right at an hour. So mm-hmm. I, I was at planning. I was like, Oh, this is probably going to be like 15, 20 minutes. I was telling my, right. my guests, I was like, yeah, we'll just, you know, it'll be nothing at all. And then we just started talking and kept going. And, you know, I've, I've told, you know, him and several other people in the time I've been there, I don't doubt at all that I've taken literally hundreds of thousands of calls. So I've got thousands and thousands oh, yeah. of stories just like that. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and I, I and I'm trying to, when I was listening, I'm trying to think, you know, what stories do I have? <laughs> and, and compared to what you guys, you know, cause our call, the calls that I was taking at the department, I was, you know, where I dispatched, we didn't have the kind, we didn't, our calls were different calls for service. Cause I primarily dispatched at a, at a, uh, at a college police department. Yeah. And so it, and so the calls are going to be different. We're not going to get. Yeah. We uh, don't have too many, uh, as far as the, the people calling in from college, obviously you get those, you know, going straight in. But for me, it's, you know, the, the college kids we talk to mainly are the ones that are downtown or they're at a house party or something like that. And we get a lot of them. They have too much to drink. We have to send an ambulance out to them or, you know, maybe they got in a fight or something. It's, it's usually one of those two. So, um, and granted that's at the same time, I'm, I work day shift now for about three or four years. I worked on midnight shift and those were the two hot calls that we always got over the the more routine calls, I guess we got in, right. you know, two or three o'clock in the morning was it was either going to be a fight or it was going to be a, you know, somebody had too much to drink and fell down or something like right. that and happened a lot. Or it was someone's been shot and yeah, we get <laughs> those been shot a lot in the people because... think, I mean, it's uh, I tell people that the news media probably gets only about 10% of the big calls that we actually get. Um, we, a lot of people don't know that we get, I won't say it's every day, but I'd say on average, it's because some days, you know, we might get right. two or three, some days we might get none, but on average, we probably have at least one person shot in Nashville a day. Yeah. And a lot, and not all of it. I mean, some of it is self-inflicted too. So not all of it's person on person shooting, but it's at least. Oh, I'd, I'd say actually, you know, the one a day is that um, oh, okay. uh, it would add uh, probably past that to the, you know, the suicidal type. Um, right which we actually, we get, we do get a few of those. I probably say we get one of those. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to tell with other shifts, but maybe once a week or so, something right. like that, but there's, there's not as much to those. Right. Oh, well, and Lord knows I wouldn't. Um, and you know, we, and then, uh, added kind of to that too. Um, you know, when summer picks up, you know, when the, when the heat goes up, so do the tempers and then, yeah, 
and then, I was just so do the telling shoot. somebody about that today that, uh, you know, it, uh, today was busy. I was actually on one of the fire radios and it just seemed like the, as the temperature kind of crept up, we kept getting more and more and more calls and it, it wasn't necessarily tempers or anything like that. We had a few fights, but I mean, it was just a little bit of everything. It was, it was yeah. pretty messed up. And, you know, on average, we'd probably, we're probably running, you know, 10 to 12 medical calls in the, in the County at one time. And yeah. today we were constantly nonstop. I mean, we, uh, you know, got close to running out of ambulances a couple of times, but we do send oh, wow. first responders. So yeah. it didn't really delay anything. It's just, you know, it happens when we get busy like that. Yeah. Um, and, <clears throat> and kind of, well, and then when it gets worse, whenever, cause you know, people kind of think it's a, the whole full mood thing's a myth, which I call bullshit on. I don't think it's a myth whatsoever. I know when that full moon hits, and especially if it's a full moon during the summer, yeah, it's not going it to be a fun night. It's not going to be a fun night to work. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a a saying that I saw. I think I saw it on T-shirt or something like that. That says I'm I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Right, so I mean right. that's that's about like that with them. I, yeah. I don't think anything about that, but when the full moon hits, it actually does do something to people. It does it just? I don't know. Messes with people's I don't know equilibrium or something in the brain. Their chem, the uh, chemicals in the brain or something, but. Yeah, it's maybe just it's just, the, so oh, look, the, it's a, a bright moon. It's it's brighter outside. That means we can yeah. drink more. Yeah, or something. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, So what got you started into doing this? Like what do you just, you're like, yeah, maybe I'll give this a try. Because, I mean, uh, I don't think I don't think people really, really just, you know, go in saying, you know what? I really want to be a dispatcher. <laughs> no, I, I've said to people before, I was like, you, you don't grow up saying, oh, you know what? I want to be an I want one dispatcher when I grow right. up. You know, people say, oh, police officer, firefighter, because you can see them. I mean, they're, yeah. you can see what they're going to do. You can't see what we do. So we're kind of that behind the scenes thing. First With me, you know, I was, uh, I was still, I was actually kind of just out of college. Uh, I didn't, I didn't finish college. I was working and stuff like that. Right. And, yeah. Um, but my dad, he had, uh, he'd worked with Metro and the sheriff's department for uh, a good few years before that. And he mentioned it. He's like, I think you got the right kind of mentality and everything for it. And, you know, maybe you should try to apply for it and see what happens. And I was like, ah, maybe, you know, I'll, I'll see. And I ended up applying. And, uh, once I went through the training, I, I moved through it really quick. I mean, I had a really good knack for it. Uh, most people do a solid three months worth of training. That's kind of the standard. And I got through with each part of it in a month and a half. I, I cut oh, that in yeah. half. So, I mean, I got a really good grasp quickly on it and, and I liked it. I mean, it's, it was kind of weird that, you know, in one of those hard times where, you know, just like you were saying a while ago, the worst day in somebody's life, I can go in there and help them. Uh, you know, and it's, it is brief, but I can at least start to help to them. And I was good at it. I can calm people down at the worst time. Yeah. Well, and it helps you get a good voice for it, too. I mean, because, you know, tone and demeanor and just kind of a – you've kind of got a, a soothing voice. So that also, I think, helps, too, because it, it probably does, you know, just in just knowing, just kind of be able to have a – I don't want to say a voice of calm, but, like, you know, being a calming voice in a in a hectic um, time period can, can kind of help. Only it help does. It does get good information and get what you need so you can help them out. Yeah, it, it does help a lot in the, you know, in the time I've been there, we've had, you know, cause it's a pretty high turnover rate job. I mean, people yeah. go in there thinking they can do it and they have a bad call mm -hmm. or they see how busy it actually is. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're pretty quick to quit after that. 
and with with me i've i don't know it's uh i don't even know how, how it's a good way to put it uh but you know with the the whole calming voice some people i've heard over the years they just don't have that and yeah you know they get really really excited um yeah. you know i've heard people yelling on the phone and i just uh, I, I can probably count on you know one hand how many times I've actually had to really raise my voice. I mean, right. you have to raise your voice every once in a while. Sometimes just to get their attention. you have to cut them off and get the information. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But you know, as far as going to that level, like, the, yeah, I've never been like really angry that you right. could tell over the telephone. But man, I tell you, some of these people that I've over the years don't work there anymore. <laughs> right. They exactly. get angry over the phone. Um. Can you, um, without kind of, I guess, divulging too much, but kind of give an idea of like, because where you work at, your dispatch is not set up like most places are, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, Because you have, because you don't take the phone call and also put out the call. No, um, we're considered... I guess you would say that we're what would be called a linear dispatch. So yeah. we have call takers. And then, you know, after that, the, uh, it, it actually sends a call to a dispatcher and they go like that. It's rare that we will be on the, I won't say that th- there's times that we get kind of busy and backed up. And if I'm on a slow radio, I'll, you know, I'll volunteer and jump on and try to clear out the calls or whatever like that while the radio is not doing anything. So there's yeah. been a few times, it's, it, but it is really rare that that happens. Um, so that's generally how it is. Now, some of the other agencies that are smaller, um, yeah, they, they do it all. I mean, you can hear them on the phone and talking on the radio and trying to get all of it going at the same time. And it's, it can get really hectic like that too. Yeah. And I know at least one other, one other agency, um, that has a viewer to call 911, it goes through a 911 call center. And then depending on where you're at, where you are located, will then send it to one or two d- departments, yeah. the city or county department. And, and when I started, it was, I mean, it wasn't uh, necessarily a different department like that as far as city or yeah. county. Um, but when I started, we had the, the police dispatch, we were downstairs, and the fire department's dispatch was upstairs from us. We were on the same building. But if we had a medical call or a fire call, we would take the initial 911 call, and from there, the... Uh, you know, if, if they said they needed an ambulance or something's on fire, we would transfer them up to the fire department and they would take over from there. We'd stay on the line to see if there was any need for the police. And if there was, we'd send the police out and maybe further question after they were done. But if not, we'd just disconnect the call on our end and let them continue. And that was it. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. So getting all choked <laughs> up over it now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so because it's such a stressful, it could be there, you know, most days can be stressful. Um, what do you find as something you do to kind of relax or to get your mind off of stuff after shift or, you know, even on your days off? Um, you know, we were talking before, you know, I'm a big movie guy. Um, and I don't know if you've heard the term audiophile, but, I mm-hmm. like high-end music, so uh, and when I say high-end music, I mean like good quality music. I like good, like you know, good content music as well. But the actual sound of the music and how it's played, and to get that kind of right there, um, you know, 
sitting in the front row of a, a concert type thing, getting that type of sound. I love that. So I've got, you know, kind of a high end audio system and I do the same thing with headphones and, you know, things like okay. that. I, I like to get the best sound possible, you know, within my budget. It's kind of hard to do because right. some of that exactly. stuff can get real expensive. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, in my lifetime, unless I hit the lottery, some of the stuff that I've heard before, you know, showrooms, things like that, I'll yeah. never be able to afford that. Right. Um, so what do you enjoy listening to? I mean, like, do you have like a certain style? Do you have? Yeah. Like- um, and, and see, it's, it's kind of uh, back and forth with that. It's, um, yeah. I've got a really, really diverse style. Um, mm-hmm. you can literally one day I can be listening to Pavarotti and, you know, having a, or watching a, a live concert with him or something like that when he was still mm-hmm. alive, obviously. Right. And, you know, the the next day I can be on a punk kick. I mean, I've actually, okay. yeah. within the past year, found a, uh, uh, apparently this is the thing now, back when I was 15, 16 years old, I mean, you had the little $5 punk clubs and stuff like that, where you have three or four bands playing and it was $5 to go and see them. And, you know, that was cool. I didn't yeah. know that there were things called house venues where people will actually have a, you know, in their living room or whatever like that, they'll have right. a show there. And I found one out in the middle of nowhere where I was actually about a mile away from my house uh, at the time. And I went there one night, just kind of out of the blue. It was, it was just me. And I saw that they had some punk bands playing and I showed up and I mean, of course I was the oldest guy there, but <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed the music <laughs> and I've been back a couple of times since. And, you know, so just really, uh, you know, I, I like, British rock. I like, um, you know, some of the, some heavy metal stuff, uh, yeah. but mostly rock based stuff is what I okay. really enjoy. Okay. Do you, uh, since you like obviously music and you also like movies, do you have like a music documentary that you enjoy watching? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> well, it's not, it's not this one, the, the first one that comes to mind. It's not necessarily a documentary, but, uh, yeah, yeah. They just released a movie uh, a couple of years ago uh, called uh, CBGB. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but uh, I've, I've actually been there when it was still in New York. And, um, I mean, I, it was in the middle of the day. They didn't have any bands playing, but I walked in, you know, looked around the place, bought a T-shirt, and left. This was probably, I guess, in 99, I guess. Um, yeah. I had a trip up that way. and um, That was really good. Not a documentary. I mean, so I went in there, and I uh, bought a shirt. Uh, and just kind of looked around the place for a little bit and walked back out. I mean, that, that they, they didn't have any bands case, um, during the middle of the day. So right. I would have really loved to have been able to go in there and see a band and, you know, uh, just kind of been part of that atmosphere. But at least I said, I got to do that and they closed down. Uh, I, I'm wanting to say they actually closed down the New York CBGB somewhere around 2015 or 26, uh, open game type of thing. Uh, I don't know if that ever took off or not, but they had right. the same type in New York. They had some sort of a lease dispute or something like that with the owners of the, the building and they had to close shop and they just didn't open up back again. But you know, that type of music, they like in the, the actual movie itself, uh, CBGB, they have this band called the dead boys mm-hmm. and they're kind of a 1980s type punk band. Um, they did extreme things while they were on stage. And, um, but the music, it was, I won't say necessarily revolutionary, but it was, you know, kind of front of the pack, I guess, for, for that era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they didn't come from the typical East Coast, West Coast of the punk right. thing. It was all either 
New York or LA at the time. And I think they were from like Ohio or something like that. So it's just something that didn't come out of that region at all. So it was, it was pretty good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, uh, a mutual friend of ours introduced me to a couple of bands because he's uh, big in the, into music too and i'm always interested in learning new bands and trying to listen to um something new and different so he introduced me to the jam and i'd never heard of the jam yeah and i think yeah. i know which friend you're talking about yep. you're talking about that so yeah. yeah and uh and i was like oh my god how have i never heard of this group before and yeah. i absolutely love like i've got like like i went down to like three different albums i'm like oh my god this is amazing and then I was like, okay, now what do you got next? <laughs> so, yeah. Like, yeah. If you uh, wanted to uh, get into a little bit more of that type of music, not exactly the same, but one of the bands that me and him uh, always like to talk about was this band called fear. Uh-huh. Um, it's uh, they were a punk band and they believe it or not are still around and still touring. It's really sporadic, but um, they started back in the, uh, I'd probably say early eighties flee from the red hot chili peppers yeah. was in the band early okay. on. Um, and I don't know if you've seen the movie, uh, I'm sure you've, you've probably seen it since you like movies too. the movie clue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Mr. Body, the, yeah, you know, the one that was hosting. Yeah. We think yeah. that's their singer leaving. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, I think, mean, I, it's, and I think I mean, when it's, I, it's one day I was doing research and, and everything. Yeah. I think one day, so I guess it's been over, it's been over a year. Um, Clue's been a, mo- a movie I've grown up on. Yeah. Uh, my, you know, and it's one of my mom's favorite movies too. So we actually just did a Clue episode. It was like the second episode of the podcast ever, um, of the Parental Advisor movie podcast. We just did it as the second episode. She was down for a visit. I hooked up the mic and we just started talking the movie. Um, yeah. And one of the things I did the research on was that he was a lead singer of a band. I'm like, I was like, wow, I can't really picture that. That's hilarious. So yeah, yeah, as soon as you brought it up, really good. Yeah. I knew exactly who you were talking about. As soon as you said, clue, I'm like, I was like, Oh dude, dude, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually seen them live. One time. Like that. And, um, I actually tried to get our friend to go too, but he had to work that night. So, um, but it was, it was a, really good show. I got to meet leaving, um, you know, but one of the things that's kind of controversial for that band anyway, uh, because they're a punk band, usually punk, I hate the political with anything. Yeah. They're, you know, usually a little bit more liberal. Right. He's actually, I think he's more of a fiscal conservative and it oh, okay. kind of, it's kind of off putting to fellow band members and things like that. So he's always constantly changing out members of the band. Gotcha. Oh yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of along the, I don't know why this popped in my head, probably because you said punk, which of course I know this band's not punk. They just wish they were. Um, but one of my favorite bands, um, Blink-182, apparently okay, put yeah. out, apparently put out a new song. Punk. Huh? I call it pop punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of what it is. Too. Yeah, that's more or less what it is. Um, but I've seen them like five or six times. Like I've yeah. followed them since, Dude Ranch came out in 97, I think. So I've, uh, and uh, yeah, I've followed along through their, their own band drama and whatnot. Um, but I guess they released, 
I still am not 100% sure whether this is a legit thing or whether it's like one of those like either McSweeney's or Onion articles because I haven't bothered to actually look it up. I might look it up while I'm talking about it. But they're saying they released like a Black Lives Matter like protest song, which they're not a political band. You know, don't really do anything like that. Um, I don't even know what the name of the song is, but I'm like, but the lyrics are like just really, I mean, they're very blink lyrics, you know, kind of yeah. simple, but yet they're trying to make a statement, but yet the lyrics are kind of like not really. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit and it doesn't yeah. work because it's not what they're, I mean, it's not what they do. And so for the fact that they, uh, it's not showing up, so I don't know. Sorry, I'm 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 actually transferring a drink from a bigger cup to my drinking cup. So there you go. Because I know we'd be Let's up here do. for a while. It's like I ah, I don't want to leave and go downstairs nope. and have exactly. to get more drinks. No. So. By all means, drink away. I've got uh still got half of my strawberry uh mics are lemonade. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was kind of talking about it before uh, we jumped on here. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to diet, lose some weight, get back into shape and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know, I, I love, I love drinking beer. That's yeah. not good to lose weight for. So right. I like, I got to find me a, a diet drink of some sort. So of some sort. what uh, I've come up with is vodka and diet orange. There's zero carbs, like hardly any calories. Yeah. Tastes like shit, but it, it does a job. You know? It does the <laughs> well, job. I'd say it tastes exactly. like shit. It's not bad. It's just. Right, right, right. It's not a tasty drink. <laughs> exactly. No, kind of. Well, so a year ago, I, uh, a year ago, I, a year ago, this, I guess it would have been March of last year. Just for shits, I was like, or actually it was like February 28th. I was like, you know what? I better, I'm going to see if I can go like a month without drinking, like a month without sodas. Cause I used to be hardcore sodas just all the time. Yeah. Same so here. I did, if I wasn't drinking coffee, I was drinking sodas. So I'm like, I'm going to try and see if I can go a month without drinking sodas, which basically meant I was either drinking coffee or water. Yeah. And so and I'm not a water person, but I started drinking, you know, I started getting in the habit and I made it the entire month without any problems. Like I didn't, I was, oh, I I was super pleasantly surprised and I was, and I couldn't get over how much better I felt. Like I didn't feel yeah. sluggish. I didn't just feel run down all the time. And which I guess is kind of the same thing. Um, but I just noticed how much better I just felt. And so I just stuck with it. I'm like, well, I'm going to knock it out a month. Let me see if I could do something else. So, um, I was like, I wonder what I could do next month. So into March, I decided to cut out candy. I'm like, all right, let me see what I could do there. You know, just, I mean, no rhyme or reason why I just more or less see if I could do it. Um, yeah. And so I've been, I mean, I've gone a year, still got my water. Sometimes I'll put flavoring in it. Um, still have my coffee in the morning and then my adult beverage at night. So yeah, with me, I've, I've actually, this has been a, a long time for me. I actually found out, uh, you know, I, I had like really bad heartburn and, you know, kind of acid reflux. And this was a mm-hmm. long time ago. And I started looking up, I was like, I wonder why I'm, I'm having all this. I don't understand what it is. And I started looking up, I found on the internet and looked through all the listings of things that created this. And I'm like, you know, I, I eat spicy foods every once in a while, but I'm, I'm not really getting it from that. And right. All these other little things. And then I went down to the bottom list and it said caffeine. I'm like, oh, my God, I drink this shit out of caffeine. Yeah. You know, well, back then it was Mountain Dew. I mean, I drink. Yeah. yeah especially well, during midnight. <laughs> well, I'll tell you straight up. Like, when I found that out, I stopped drinking caffeine. The only time I drink caffeine now is 
if I know I'm going to have to be up or if I'm, you know, if I didn't get very much sleep, I mean, I, I don't right. sleep that much in the first place four or five hours right. a night, but if right. I get less than that, uh, you know, like two or three hours or something like that, I might have a, like a diet, diet Mountain Dew, but from, from about 2003, 2004, I think I really haven't drank uh, caffeine at all. So it's been, you know, water, um, you know, I don't drink sodas like sugary sodas. I mean, I did mm -hmm. for a while I was doing like Sprite, you know, but then yeah. I was like, oh, it's got a lot of sugar in it too. So now all I drink is water or diet drinks and they're terrible. Right. But I'm telling yeah. Well, and I'm here to tell you, man, I dropped, I bet now mind you now granted I was having to go out and start doing traffic. So I was out in the heat more, but I'm still drinking water. Um, and then I would, I'd get like those body armor, like fruit flavored drinks. Yeah. Oh They're my God. With sugar too, though. But I tell you what, though, I'm going to tell you one. I've never felt like more refreshed, like especially out in this like hundred degree heat. If yeah. I don't have water, but I'm drinking one of those, I will feel more refreshed and more rejuvenated drinking one of those than drinking like a sugary Gatorade or something like that. And yeah. The, the um, Gatorades and things like that. They're, they're incredibly loaded with sugar. The, the body armor yeah. drinks, I've had those before and they are really good actually. I, I mean, as far as a rehydrating type drink, right. I was surprised. I drank, I was like, Oh my God, this is actually good. And it yeah. does have some sugars in it, which, you know, I'm, they're not as bad as Gatorade, but no, I mean, right. those are Powerade. Oh my goodness. I mean, yeah. they're, they're both, I mean, that's, I don't even see how they get those passed yeah. and granted you do, your body needs some sugar. So, I mean, it's, it doesn't need uh, that much. <laughs> no, you don't need that much. I mean, it's, it's incredible. If you were to like, I, I've seen a couple of videos of them, if they were to put, uh, you know, take the sugar out of a drink yeah. and how much was like left in it. Like three quarters of the whole bottle, if you got a bottle, three quarters yeah. of the bottle was straight sugar. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, a, have you seen the, uh, the diagram of a jar of Nutella? Like where it no. shows like how much is actually the hazelnut and how no, much sure of it's, it's actually sugar. At all. Oh yeah. And most of it's <laughs> just sugar. I mean, it's like, it showed like, I want to say like something, I want to say that it's probably close to, I want to say about like 70% of that jar was like sugar. The rest was like chocolate and or not chocolate, oh, yeah. the hazelnut and in milk or something like that. And it's just, yeah. I was like, holy I mean, crap. But that explains why it's so addictive. How they uh, decide to um, try to, uh, you know, market these things. And, and they're not really marketing. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's, it's better for you or whatever like that. And it's really not. Yeah. But I lost, I mean, when I was out doing traffic, drinking water, and I'm glad I started the water thing in like, you know, end of February, 1st of March. Because it was still cold out, yeah. you know, and it wasn't obsessively hot, you know, just ridiculously hot because I still firmly believe that it was easier for me to start drinking water then than if I had said like June or July, hey, I'm going to start drinking water, cut out sodas and being out in the heat because, you know, when you're out in the heat, you don't want to drink water. You want to drink some sugary because it tastes better. Yeah. And if I, I think if I would have started in July, there's no way I would have made it the entire month. Um but that's why I think starting in March, that way I was already in the habit. So I wasn't wanting the sugary, you know, sodas or whatever. You know, I'd already kind of gotten out of the habit and kind of lost the taste for it. And I think I ended up losing close to almost 20 pounds. Yeah, that's... And I wasn't, like, going to the gym. <laughs> like, I wasn't really changing anything in my diet other than just drinking water and cutting out candy. Yeah, it's it's a huge deal. I mean, it, the sugar thing, it it really, it has an effect on you. It's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. But 
you know, I'm trying to do like the low carb thing. I mean, I'm, I'm typical dispatcher, you know, like we, yeah. we sit up there where we don't get to move around that much. You know, we're no. usually sitting down We you can stand up and stuff like that, but there's only so much room you can move around. So there's right. really not that much exercise you're doing while you're working. So you're kind of leading this kind of sedentary lifestyle and everything. But, yeah. um, you know, so in the, my time I've been up there, I've gained weight and everything. So I've, uh, hit a diet a couple of times and had really good results with it. And I've just started this one back up and I think I've lost about 25 pounds in a month good, and man. just went to the gym for the first time tonight. And good. I mean, that was, uh, the last time I had a full workout, like I did tonight, uh, me and my son went, it was incredible because <laughs> that's <laughs> like, I mean, I was telling him what I like the, the old things I used to do. I was mm-hmm. like leg presses. I was telling him, I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd work out like just regular workouts between 700, 900 pounds on a, a leg press and I'd max it over a thousand and all that kind of stuff. And I, I think we had maybe 300 pounds up there tonight. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is a little rough. <laughs> yeah. You can't. So I'm, I'm going to be sore tomorrow. Oh, heck yeah. Well, um, I never was a gym person, at least as far as weights. I just yeah. was never a weight person. I would, you know, if I did anything, I would do like ellipticals. I may do a treadmill. I hate to run. Oh, I hate I running hate, too. I hate running. I'll I drive. Not, I don't care. You know, yeah. running. Well, even, you know, even when I was an officer, I like, I hate running. I did one foot pursuit after somebody and I tripped, I tripped and went face first, um, face at Superman, more or less is what I tell people yeah. across about five feet of aggregate concrete, broke it. Oh my God. My, yeah, that's my, uni- my uniform looked like it'd been through a war zone. Like it was just bad. And then of course you're having to go through workman's comp to try and get everything fixed and it took me over a year just to get my tooth fixed like yeah. it was it was so ridiculous and so i've never chased anybody since then like i've i'm like it's not worth it i will <laughs> i'll go take warrants out on them i don't care yeah the, they have, uh, unless they a, have a weapon i'm uh, not chasing I'll take out warrants on them i'll put yeah, the they, I'll put a bolo out and let another officer go catch them <laughs> yeah so i, I had a, a kind of funny story um this uh, police sergeant that i, uh, I knew like we you know, hung out a couple of times, like, uh, outside of work, like a, a big group of us and everything. And, you know, she's a bigger woman. Like it's, it, I'm, I'm a big guy. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, about yeah. six foot four. She's every bit of as tall as I am. Okay. And, um, you know, she's just kind of big framed in general. I mean, she's like, yeah. she's in shape, but kind of like me, right. um, you know, just bigger overall. And, uh, you know, one of the days I was on her radio, she, they had somebody take off running and she took off running after him. And, and, you know, she, they called him and afterwards, uh, I, cause I didn't know what it was all about. So she called up there and we were talking on the phone and she's like, oh yeah, he had some drugs and you know, he took off running as soon as he saw us. But I mean, I, I took off running too. So I told him, I was like, you made me run. You're going to jail. There's no if, and, or, but about it. That's just, you make me run. You're going to jail. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. So real, I've got, uh, some stupid questions I usually ask towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to my guess, uh, what's a skill you would like to learn that you don't know that you like you don't know right now, but you'd like to learn? Huh? A uh, skill that I don't know now. Um, I mean, maybe uh, this is kind of weird because I've I've helped out like designing speakers and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I've built my own uh, subwoofers. Uh, kind of getting back into the whole audio thing. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably like to learn how to to build um, amps and things like that. 
the electrical end of it, I'd know a little bit about, but not too much, but I think I'd like to get that knowledge. Um, okay. It's, you know, that's kind of my geeky nerdy side, I guess, you know? No, that's cool. Everybody should, everybody should have a, a geeky nerdy side of themselves. Yeah. No matter what it is and everybody should embrace whatever, whatever geekiness they're, um, that others have, because we all have them. It's just some maybe different than others. Oh yeah. And so it's always good to embrace other people's nerdiness. Uh, real quick, we had a guy, we were in a van driving over for shift and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and we, uh, and, uh, <laughs> one of our more uh, eccentric, we'll just say eccentric. I, I've got other words, but, uh, that's probably the best one I could, but he, he was talking to one of our officers who normally doesn't work our shift. He was working overtime and he was talking about. I don't know how they got onto racing, but he started talking about Formula Formula One racing and aerodynamics and engineering and different things. And all you could see on this officer's face is just a blank expression of "Oh my God, please somebody help me get get me out of this conversation." <laughs> oh, see, thing. I could talk about that too. I, I don't like racing said, too much, but but Formula he doesn't one, understand. Like he's talking stuff way over anybody's head that's not also into this yeah. so he goes so finally and this has been the night and i'd still brag about this too to this officer I, he stops and he goes he says listen i'm going to stop you right here i love that you're so passionate about this <laughs> but brother i don't know a damn thing that you've said to me in the past three minutes yeah like i don't understand a damn thing you've told me in the last three minutes but I, I am so glad. But thing, I am yeah. so. But I am so glad that you are passionate about about this. Yeah, that's awesome, and I want you to stay that way. And that's how he got out of that conversation. <laughs> and honestly, that I've never. I think that is the best way to say I am zero interest in what you're talking about. Yeah. But I am glad that you love talking about this, and I yeah, want. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, to remember that because I I experience that quite a bit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I'm so passionate. I'm so glad that you're passionate about this, but I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And it took everything I had not to start cracking up laughing because it's just the way he delivered it was so nice, but yet so I, I want to be done with what we're talking about and move on to something else. It was so awesome. Yeah, uh, absolutely get that. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. So uh, do you have a go-to karaoke song? Oh my God. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't know if you've, uh, if, if you're like me, uh, if you've ex- like tried to experiment with karaoke with your whole podcast set up, but. Oh, huh. My daughter has. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty good. I, I like doing it. I'll say either, um, Pearl jams, just breathe. Okay. Um, good one. Yeah. Uh, muse madness. Uh, yeah. that's a good one. Um, the uh, I, I like to think that you know it, it depends on how much I have to drink. I, I like right. to think that I can do Chris Stapleton, but I cannot do that justice at all. No, but yeah. at least your voice is at the close enough to the same register. Yeah, it, it, he's he's, he's got uh, a, a range that I can't touch. You know. Yeah. You know no, things like that, but yeah, I, right. Pearl Jam I probably do a little bit better just because our voices are pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do like when I. Eons ago, when I used to listen to Pearl Jam on my CD player, my Walkman, um, yeah. I would try and do that 
elevator thing. <laughs> even flow. You know, now, I'll tell you, though, but, um, yeah. actually right next to not giving away where you work, but there was a, yeah. uh, there's a hotel, uh, a Holiday Inn close by where you work yeah. at. Yeah. And uh, they used to have on Friday nights there in their little hotel bar, a karaoke. And yeah. I would go in there like, I mean, I, at the time I actually worked about a block away from there. Right. And, you know, just go over after work and, you know, have some drinks with my coworkers or friends or whatever like yeah. that. And uh, I, I was kind of famous there for doing uh, the Humpty Dance. Nice. I don't know if you remember that song from the 90s. Oh, but, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, in my previous marriage for our wedding, they had we had karaoke at the reception. And, That's actually really cool. Oh, it is because you get to write down the name of the song and then you write down your name. But they wouldn't write down just your name. They would write down other people's names for them to go up and sing. Oh. That's even better. I love yes. that. <laughs> so someone wrote my name down to go up and sing Me So Horny by Two Life Crew. I'm familiar with the song, yeah. Yes, I did not punk out. Instead, I got up there and tried to, having only heard the song once or twice in my entire life, went up there and tried to sing it, or tried to perform at karaoke with my mom. Oh, my, my gosh. Dad, my stepmom, my grandparents, <laughs> my little cousins that are probably, you know, he was probably 10, 10, maybe 11 at the time just clapping on watching me. And I'm just like, I was like, I should be highly embarrassed about this, but I don't care. It's my wedding. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm and not going to punk I mean, out. Two Live Crew, they were, I mean, their lyrics were pretty, I mean, like it's, just the title is one thing, but the actual yeah. lyrics, once you get into those songs, yep. they're incredible. Yeah. Hella risque. And I forgot what the other one was. There was one other one that, that was, wasn't really much better, but you know, I still did it. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm sure I embarrassed a couple of people, but I don't care. It was it was fun. Yeah, um, yeah it's good fun. Yeah. Um, what is something most kids learn, but you didn't? If there's anything. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know if most kids learn, I didn't. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I grew up, uh, you know, I, I, I've been in Nashville, in and around Nashville all my life. I lived out in West Tennessee, so I got kind of a country and a city feel. Mm-hmm. both um i don't know i mean I, I i'd probably have to sit and think about that for a couple of days maybe <laughs> i mean uh, i mean and there may not be anything i mean you may have learned things kids normally learn like and what made me think of this is that like so my son's nine years old and he's still learning to ride a bike yeah and i'm like thinking you know there might be some kids that still have never learned to ride a bike or you know he's still he can swim but he's not very good so he's still working on that. Yeah, I mean, I right. taught myself how to swim when I was a kid. I mean, I'm like, I just jumped in a pool and just started going, and I right. no lessons or anything, just did it my, my own. Almost the same thing with riding a bike. I mean, when I was 10, 11, 12 years old, I'd probably ride 30 or 40 miles a day sometimes. And as I got older, even more. Um, I, and I just recently bought a bike. I mean, it's, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like normal kid stuff, I'm, I think I probably did it all. You know, like, got I got hurt when you're not supposed to, and right. you know, stayed out too late, past when the lights come on, all yep. that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, a little bit of everything. Like I didn't learn how to draw a star until I was in third grade, and I was like the only kid in my math class that didn't know how to draw a star. And my oh, teacher okay. had well, to there take you go. time. I can't draw or shit, so that's probably it. Yeah, <laughs> like my teacher had to take time out of class to help teach me how to learn how to draw a star, like an idiot, because apparently I, 
just, I, I don't know, but mine are still kind of wonky looking, but it's, you know, that's whatever. Um, oh. what is the last oh, thing? I'm, I'm that, so yeah. Yeah. What's the last thing you recommended to somebody, either a book, TV, a movie or some music? Um, I'm constantly giving people like movie ideas and things like that. Music the same way. Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of the last thing that I actually recommended somebody to, to watch or something like that. And I'm, I can't think of it because it's usually at work when it happens and right. um, it's so brief and that, no, I, I'll tell you, <laughs> this is horrible too. Um, so Netflix, uh, they have, you know, these terrible shows and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I just kind of stumbled on a couple of them and I couldn't for the life of me, I, they, they were terrible train wreck shows, you know, usual, uh, kind of reality TV shows. Yeah. And one of them was, uh, uh, what is it called? Too hot to handle. I think it's what oh, it's yeah. called. And yeah. it was in the Netflix top 10. I was like, I'll just, you know, watch it. It was like a Saturday morning or something like that. And um, so the premise of the show was they put all these like hot younger people on an island or, you know, a resort or something like that. And they let them go their, their first day. They're, they're all like young and horny and all that kind of stuff. Right. And then they get them liquored up towards the end of the day. And then they say, Oh, to win the prize, you can't have any sex of any sort at all. The, the entire time you're here. And every time that any type of thing happens, kissing, whatever like that, or more yeah. money's taken away from the prize. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was telling somebody about that and it's, um, it's just a, it's a horrible show. I, I, I recommend it just, just because somebody was wanting a, so a stupid show to watch and that's absolutely what it is. Okay. So it's like Tim, it's like a game show version of temptation Island. So, I would, temptation well, Island is like like so old, I've never yeah. watched that. Yeah. Oh, horrible. that's from like, that's an old show. It's probably 15, 18 years old. It's a very old show that used yeah. to be on. Fox. It's so, and it was so stupid and ridiculous. But yeah, it's like a train. It was one of those train wreck shows. It was so stupid, so ridiculous, but you couldn't stop watching because uh, it was those things. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I hate myself that I actually got uh, even the least little bit sucked into it. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, to the best of us. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> um, what was the last thing that was recommended to you? Uh, let's see. Uh, actually, a... Uh, the actress, Brittany Murphy, mm-hmm. um, the documentary, apparently there's a, I don't know if it's on Netflix or Amazon prime or something like that, but there's a documentary kind of surrounding her death. And, oh, okay. um, you know, I, I, I think I'll probably watch it. I, I may actually, um, do one of my podcast episodes kind of uh, like, or part of it at least. Cause I don't right. think I'd probably do a whole episode on that, but, uh, kind of surrounding that. Cause I've, I've located the nine one one call and everything, uh, regarding that. So, so okay. I can play that. It's um, really, really strong circumstances with the very minor research I've done. And I, I'm sure just like you with a certain podcast, you do a lot of research into it. Yeah. Um, I, I do the same thing with this. I, I probably get too far into it sometimes for the limited amount I actually put on the show. So, right. you know, I'll, I'll definitely delve into that a little bit more and try to look into it. And that's, that'd be interesting. Now I'm going to go search it out and go find the documentary. See, now that's something else you've recommended to somebody. <laughs> there you go. That's the last thing. <laughs> um, so um, this may apply, may not. Uh, what's one question you wished people would ask? Oh, my God. 
question that people would have. Good questions, by the way. I, no. This is neither well thought out. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess, you know, that's another something. I, I just really have to think about I mean, that. I, um, yeah, I mean, there may not be. And again, there may not be. You're like, well, I can't think of anything. So, um, well, while you're thinking about that one, um, what's one question you wish people would stop asking you? People would stop asking me. Uh, that's that's very easy for me. Uh, people, once they find out what I do for a living, they always ask, what's the worst call that I've ever taken? And I told a few people that, and every, every single time that I told people about it, they wish they did So from then on. I'm not going to tell what the, my worst call. I've, I've told some, some pretty bad ones, but I'm not going to tell all to right. here again. Yeah. Well, I, I completely understand. All right. Well, Brandon, this has been awesome, buddy. Um, oh, thank yeah. you for, thank you again for joining us. Um, even with our technical difficulty, sporadic technical difficulties. Oh yeah. Uh, no problem at all. That's, that's, it's been great. I loved it. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and, um, definitely we'll, uh, we'll, you know, Patrick and I will, give you a holler so you can come come hop on the other podcast too so yeah definitely i'd, I'd yeah. like that and if everyone wants to listen to mine uh yes music city Please. 911 and uh find us on facebook twitter instagram we're on all of them at music city 911 boom there you go there's no reason not to listen to it and check out all the great episodes there's a two-part waco um two there's two-part waco um episodes i guess i should say that people should check out also because you know they they uh, delve into branch davidians and that's something that always fascinates me as someone who used to live in dallas during that time period yeah uh, so it, it kind of hits home a little bit so very interesting um so yeah brandon thank you again for uh, for joining me and winding down with me and um for everybody else i guess we will talk to you next week all right see you. Wanna die for what?